0: Welcome to Chapter Three of HealthSystemCIO.com's interview with Jim Venturella, CIO at WVU Medicine. In this segment, Venturella talks about the one quality that's critical for the new CIO, what he learned by taking road trips with his predecessor, and why he still tries to operate like a consultant. Taking on um, the role of uh, the new CIO, how how was that something that you approached? I mean. Um, just in the way that you kind of established your leadership style? Were you somebody who kind of hung back and observed a little bit, or did you kind of have to just jump right in?
1: Well, I was fortunate that uh, my predecessor was here for a little bit. He was retiring, so we had uh, uh, some time to overlap, which was very nice. So I I spent a lot of time with him and got lots of history on um, how we got to where we were at that point and why decisions were made and how they were made. So that was really beneficial. Um, And then I did... Try to be patient uh, with coming in and you know making changes and you know and, um, turning things around too quickly, um, or turning things over and, and around, um, because the group was very successful prior to me getting there. So. It wasn't like they were a troubled area. Um, but, you know, like anything, you, you come in and there's a fresh set of eyes, and I think you can identify opportunities to move things forward. So it was, I tried as best as I could to be patient and not uh, make too many changes right off the bat without really trying to understand and assess. Um, and then I think that's accelerated over time is everyone's more comfortable with me and I understand the details of uh, why things were done. Um, And as the rest of the organization outside of IT is uh, starting to move along, I think our our pace has accelerated up to this point. My team will probably tell you that uh, I wasn't very patient at all, but I think I was.
0: (laughs) Well, it seems that so much of um, change management kind of comes in how you – how you want to make that change happen or, or how you communicate it and and not, you know, being perceived as the person who wants to, to march right in and, and, you know, give people the impression that what they're doing is wrong and needs to be changed right away.
1: Right. And like I say, and they weren't. They were, there was a, a lot of great things that were done. Um, and so, you know, as I've uh, talked to my team and, and and some of the leadership most recently, it's, it's not that uh, we're, you know, doing bad things or failing at things, but if we're, uh, you know, for getting a B or a B-plus, I'm going to want to push us to get that A um, and, and do the best we possibly can. And I, I, I feel really confident that we've got a, a, a lot of great people on the team and a ton of potential, and um, we just need to make sure we can you know push people to, to that fullest potential. And so it's, that's exciting.
0: Yeah. And that was uh, Rich King, who was the previous CIO? Yes. Okay. So, like you said, he'd been there a while, and, and a lot had been accomplished under his – his um, tenure, so I, I'm sure that, that's, that, that that is something that has to be, you know, on, on your mind in, in um, taking over.
1: It was, but to be honest, it, it was, the, the transition was so easy. I mean, he was absolutely wonderful um, through the transition, and you know, he and I, we spent many hours talking as we drove around the state visiting hospitals to, to do the introductions. Um, our thinking was very similar in so many areas, um, and so that was good in areas where, you know, we may have different philosophies or different ideas. He was just so open to, uh, you know, having those conversation. There wasn't any defensiveness or anything. And so I I truly appreciate, uh, you know, that transition. And it, I think it's, a, you
0: know,
1: really a luxury to be able to transition with uh, uh, the individual replacing and have that time.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah, sure. I can see that. And then as far as your own um, past experiences, um, UPMC, and, and you were in consulting as well, right?
1: Yeah. I was at... Uh, Accenture and Deloitte uh, prior to UPMC.
0: Okay, so I'm sure that both of those um, experiences have been, uh, uh, you've been able to draw from and will continue to, to draw from in this role.
1: Yeah, I mean, the, the consulting um, was a tremendous benefit for when I got to UPMC as well as here. Um, I was fortunate enough to, to see uh, and work with so many different types of clients. Um, Why was it the, the two? Organizations and, and really saw a wide breadth of, of things from the hospital side, the physician, from the health plan side, clinical revenue cycle, financial, um, really a, a smattering of everything. So it was it was sometimes a blessing and a curse. It was it was great to have all that in the consulting world. Sometimes it was a little bit of a curse because I may not have been deep in any one of those areas that uh, maybe some of my colleagues were. But uh, yeah. you know, certainly as I've moved up through and get into the roles that I've had. Um, having that really broad exposure to all those different aspects of healthcare has been uh, a tremendous asset.
0: Yeah. Do you still kind of have some of that, that consulting eye just, uh, you know, from that experience and being able to look in from the outside?
1: Well, you know, I, I actually try and I still, I think, operate as a consultant. You know, I spent so many years doing it that uh, when I've uh, come into, you know, at, to UPMC or when I you know, came into the role here, um, I kind of look at it as a, a big project or, you know, uh, lots of projects that uh, we're working on um, and, you know, kind of picking things apart and looking for opportunities and um, we're creating a new HR model that, you know, takes different aspects of things I saw from the consulting world that I think were, were good to help people move and progress uh, up through a career path and so I think, you know, once you experience some things and you think they really work then you, you try and take them and... They, you don't, you can't necessarily fit them exactly into the situation, but you, you take aspects and you know try to modify so that it works in the, the current environment uh, and get the same hopefully benefits and outcomes.
0: Okay, That's interesting. And then um, you, you were you at UPMC for for several years, right? After um, after doing some consulting. Yes. And then that I'm sure it was interesting too, being part of uh, a really pretty large organization and just kind of maybe getting a uh, getting that uh, that view.
1: Yeah, it was. Um, you know, it's a very different organization and a very different marketplace in, in Western Pennsylvania. Um, you know, the the markets are pretty close, but it's it's really it's quite fascinating how different uh, the organizations in the market is and and what. Uh, you know, needs to be dealt with uh, in Western Pennsylvania versus what is being dealt with uh, in West Virginia. You know, and you can just look at the population. There's more people live in Pittsburgh than there are in the whole state of West Virginia and, you know, how the population spread, how the, the hospitals are spread, the um, competition and how it works uh, uh, down here in West Virginia versus there. Um, so it's been a very interesting contrast be- between the how the organizations have to operate in the different environments.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah, I'm sure. Now, um, th- the last thing I wanted to talk about was just some of the, uh, the challenges um, facing CIOs today. And one of the things I, st- I hear about is um, there's still being sometimes that disconnect between organization's strategic plan and IT. And um, just wanted to get, to get your thoughts on kind of maybe how this can be addressed and, and why it is so critical that both are, are on the same page.
1: Yeah, well, I've definitely seen that uh, in the past. Uh, Fortunately for me here, I I think um, from our CEO um, through our whole senior executive team, um, they appreciate the the linkage and and how IT fits and enables uh, so much of what is going on. So I've been fortunate that I haven't uh, had to deal with that uh, in our current organization. So as we talk about uh, what we're going to do and where we're going to go, um, I think everybody understands the the need and, and how IT can enable that. So it, it's been it's been great. And so I haven't had to deal with that challenge here. But I, I certainly know from from colleagues and um, seeing things elsewhere that there's a lot of time that disconnect and people just aren't on the same page on how it all ties together.
0: Yeah, you can certainly see where where the frustrations come out there.
1: And to be honest, I think it you know. Uh, Just from a handful of examples, the the difference maker is truly the the CEO or the lead person. Mm -hmm. If they understand and they get it and they appreciate it, um, then things are completely different than if if that individual doesn't quite get it. Because if you're you're trying to work underneath them and and work across other levels, um, you're always driving uphill, and I think there's always going to be a little of a disconnect.
0: Right. So what do you see... as, as maybe one of the uh, the biggest challenges facing CIOs now,
1: well I think it, from just a more general thing and it's it's been this way for me for for many years it's just trying to to balance and prioritize everything that's out there and help uh, you know my team manage that as well because they they get hit from all directions with the things that are out there that are sometimes perceived as urgent and critical that aren't and you know there's a constant feeling of being overwhelmed and so helping to direct the leadership of the organization to really come down and, and focus on what are the biggest priorities we need to work on um, and then giving that down and, and working with my team to help them focus on that and, and giving them the comfort level that you know they, they can't do everything and as long as they're focusing on what we believe as an organization are the highest priorities, it's okay if those other things are on the plate and they're going to get done later um, and that just is a you know hopefully takes a little bit of stress off them um, that they're allowed to do that which is, is difficult
0: yeah yeah sure with uh, with seem- seemingly you know more and more things that that need to be done and are being kind of pushed to the front burner I can see that
1: and it's not going to change you know for you know I think probably as long as I've been in a professional career there's always more work and more things out there to do than you've got time and resources and so you're constantly trying to balance that it, it may have gotten a little bit worse uh, more recently but it's the same problem that people have been dealing with yeah, And then for, you know, for me, and I think probably a lot of my colleagues, um, you know, that's all the internal stuff and trying to make sure we're working on the right things, but then there's all kinds of stuff going on outside. There's, there's lots of vendors and there's lots of innovation occurring and trying to figure out where you spend your time and what you focus on and you know, who you're going to have a meeting with or a demo with and um, you know, how you're going to balance that because you want to be out there and understanding what's going on in the marketplace and how things are changing to help determine what you want to bring inside but you could easily spend eight hours a day in, in demonstration with different vendors with how much, you know, we get hit up um, to have those types of sessions.
0: Oh, sure. I can imagine. And then I guess just lastly, how, how, do you, how would you like to see the role kind of continue to, to, to evolve in the next year or so? Year, a few years, I should say.
1: <laughs> well, I think um, some organizations probably have the, the CIO at the the table with the, the senior leadership is, is one of the members around the table. Um, and I know others uh, don't quite have it there, and there may be a level uh, in between, but I, I think technology is embedded in everything we do, and so to, to not have the individual there at the table and be conversant with uh, whatever's going on. And I think Hopefully the, the leadership around the table doesn't look at that person as just the technology person, but as just another one of the senior leaders around the table talking about their, their strategies and how they're going to move forward.
0: Right. All right. Um, well, a, lot of, a lot of really great insights, um, and I, I appreciate it, and I know our readers really do, too. Everybody learns. The best way to learn is by, by hearing other people give their, their perspectives and talk about how they're dealing with challenges. So really appreciate you taking the time to, to share that with us.
1: It it was enjoyable. I appreciate the opportunity.
0: Sure. And uh, I think um, I'd like to catch up with you down the road because I think there'll be enough to talk about another year.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Do a one- and two-year update.
0: Yeah, perfect. All right. Well, thank you so much. And um, best of luck with everything going forward. All right. Thank you. Okay, thanks. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to this podcast from HealthSystemCIO.com. To hear other podcasts, visit our website or subscribe to our account in iTunes at healthsystemcio.com backslash podcast.